people, they're just like, who do you think you are? I don't know. I'm a Mara fucking Luciano. <laughs> I used to shy away from words like power, but then it was something I really wanted. No matter how good and perfect you are perceived on the outside, if it's a lie, it's a lie. Then sticking with and wallowing in the past, we're moving into something better, something whole, something deeper, something that has you constantly in the driver's seat. I think the way we're conditioned nowadays is like when you hear power, you're like badass. We've got to be a badass. You're in the leather jacket and have the dark makeup. And when you look at someone like me, I don't even think that you necessarily assume that we would do something like shadow work because I'm very romantic and loving and happy. But that's kind of the beautiful flip side of all of that. Where there's gentleness, there's also ferocity. That level of strength, that level of conscious choice is so incredibly powerful. It is your power. Trusting that your worth is so much deeper than something some old king, priest, emperor laid down on you. Really, it's about whether or not we vibe, whether or not we connect, whether something I say lands. I would rather we show a whole hell of a lot more compassion, kindness to ourselves, and therefore by extension to each other, rather than focusing on how we get it all to work or how we control people or manipulate people into giving us what we want. It's like, dude, just chill. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. You already know I got something to share. You already know I'm about to say something that's going to turn your whole day inside out, but it's going to have you reevaluating everything. I have been experiencing a lot of life events, really intense life events. And like I stated in my prophecy experience that I'm creating, it's going to have like an audio course feel. Cannot wait to share it with you. One element of it, I talk about the role of the universe in manifestation, making a difference, creating change, creating anything. One of the roles of the universe is, or rather, part of understanding and working with the universe is to understand that it's collective reality and you don't necessarily have control, full control over the collective reality. And life's events are a byproduct of that. They're not all within your control. You didn't manifest a death. You didn't manifest like all of these crazy things that happen because you're not alone in this experience. You don't exist in the world in a vacuum. And what can tend to happen for me is definitely some overwhelm. Definitely feeling like, ooh, I gotta be all up in everybody's business. Again, there's some latent Captain Sabaho energy that I'm trying to work with as much as possible, understand, embrace, empathize with, and also leverage intentionally and pull back and reclaim capacity also just as intentionally so something i said to my best friend was it's teaching me valuable lessons these this this string of very serious or heavy or intense life circumstances that it's not up to me to control what isn't mine let me say it again it's not up to me to control what isn't mine and I go on to say that I'm realizing that I don't have to respond to everything. If something intrudes that doesn't belong in my experience, it's up to me to send it back instead of feed into it. Not everything is for or about me. I done liberated myself this week. <laughs> and I really got to see this play out when I went to a, uh, I went to a funeral. And typically in these kinds of settings, I'm very empathic. I pick up on a lot of things. I'm very sensitive. I absorb a lot from around me. And it's in my nature when left unchecked, I should say, when I don't have boundaries in place to kind of dive in and weave in and, you know, poke my head in here and try this and come for this or that. 
not all of it though is in alignment with my personal values or my boundaries it's just me kind of again letting my energy go unchecked and then blaming everyone else for the resentment that I feel that I feel so drained after the fact when really it's up to me to control my reaction to being in a sea of people experiencing an immense amount of emotion along the spectrum of emotion (laughs) So not all of it is up to me. And it got me thinking about how when I said this, I'm really referring to the fact that there are always going to be things that intrude on your experience. We are creating experiences all the time. That's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to bring prophecy to you in this format, because I really want to teach you about how to create, cultivate and culminate experiences that give you ease and pleasure or allow you to bring form to the things that have been imaginary in a way that creates ease or a feeling of ease and a sense of pleasure as opposed to pain and avoidance and discomfort and all the things not because those things aren't bad and are bad and not because you won't experience those things along the way in in the process of experiencing pleasure but because there also gets to be the other side of it you get to experience the whole dynamic uh, experience of it instead of just one portion of it or one end of the spectrum that is available to you as a human being right So we are always creating experiences. That is what it means to manifest. We are creating experiences all the time. We are creators all of the time. And creating our own experience is the only thing that we have full control over. What we put into that experience, as I've mentioned with the experience cycle throughout the season, what we've put what we put into our experience is completely up to us. We can let you know, stored survival stress, aka trauma, inform and influence what we put in. We could let patterns that we've associated and absorbed from those around us, especially in our formative years, to decide those ingredients without us consciously realizing what we put in, but we're still putting it in ourselves and we can still take control of what we put into our own experience. And experience, by definition, is observing a fact or an event. So it's about being in connection, in contact. These are things that are right there in the dictionary if you want to look it up and observing something that's happening. And an event is something that's happening. It's a happening. It's an occurrence. So when we're in an event, there's a lot of possibility. There's a lot that we have access to. Generally speaking, an event is a byproduct of collective reality, collective experience, there are going to be other people there. There are going to be very possibly be community there. Maybe a community you resonate with. Maybe your own family, your friends, or whatever. Now, let alone the environment, the elements, everything else. So there's so much available to you. There's so much that you have access to. And on the other side of that, there's so much that wants access to you and the experience you're having. Because very often when people feel like they cannot control their own circumstances, they can't control their own experience of their circumstances, they really, really try to control yours. Sometimes they don't mean to. Sometimes it's all on like this um, intangible plane, this unspoken thing. It's beneath the surface. And sometimes they're very seriously trying to take control because they have been taught, conditioned. They feel like whatever it is, based on trauma, perhaps, that they can't control their own experience when that is not the case. So they do their damnedest to try to control yours. So there's so much that wants access to you. And your experience and the things that you're creating, it's up to you. And this is why I said it's up to me to send it back instead of feed into it. It's up to me to decide, Not that's not part of the experience that I'm creating right now. No, thank you. I don't need that ingredient. Thank you so much, but I don't need it. (laughs) Take it back. Here you go. 
here it is. This is what I'm going to use instead. This is what I'm about instead. This is what I like. This is what I prefer instead. You have that capability. So it's not up to you to control what isn't yours. What's coming at you from a million directions. What's coming at you from the mouths of 50 million other people. Whether it's online, offline, it doesn't matter. That's not up to you. What's up to you is to decide whether or not the things that are being put on offer are the things that you're actually going to use to create the experience that you may or may not want. If you are intentional enough, if you are aware enough to know that you are in command of your own experience, then you know, generally speaking, what it is you want. Sometimes you get pulled off track. Sometimes you get distracted by the things happening around you. And sometimes you just haven't spent enough time to know. And so certain events will trigger your understanding of what it is that you actually want, which is a good thing. It means what wisdom gained, lessons learned. And now you know instead what you would prefer, what you want. That being said, it's up to you to figure out and to be that discerning of what is and isn't yours and what is or isn't in alignment with what you value, with what you are, how you're wanting to be perceived by yourself, your behaviors, and ultimately the things that you're creating, the experience you're trying to have, the reality that you're trying to bring form to. You have to make that decision. You have to be able to discern the difference between the two. So, in my case, for example, at that funeral, I'm, I was like, none of this is my business. I could poke in and look into the psyche of this person because I have a very powerful third eye. I could go in, dive deep, get into their subconscious reality if I wanted to. I could, you know, dive into the feelings of this person and this person and this person. I could be... You, I could be offering myself as a Kleenex to every person around me. I could be all up in everybody's shit. I could be demanding that they uh, take comfort from me. I could do all, so much in this situation. But number one, do I gain satisfaction from a whole lot of effort? Uh, no, no, I do not. And second of all, is that necessarily wise for me? Am I really available for all of that is that something that I really value is having being exposed to all of that being exposed to that entire all of these different energies at the same time will I actually learn something from that or will I just be trying to be liked is this a trauma response like what's happening here no your girl don't have to do all that ever so I don't (laughs) I do not I didn't Instead, I really focused on staying in my own lane. I I focused on my thoughts, my feelings, what I wanted to do and not do, what felt right. So it felt right to comfort one of my parents. It felt right to uh, cry and emote when my family members went up to the podium to speak on the behalf of the person that has been lost. Like, that felt right to express myself in that way, to release in that way, to experience in that way. What didn't feel right was, you know, getting involved in everybody's shit and trying to um, mitigate other people's discomfort, manage other people's discomfort, to have a different experience, trying to control a collective experience that isn't mine. It's not up to me. And taking that on would only drain me. 
and I've been there so many times before. And I'm sure you've seen or you may be that person in your life, in your family dynamic even, who's done that, who takes it upon themselves to take charge. And by take charge, it means they take on everything. And I have no interest in taking on everything. Do I have some guidance to offer? Am I capable of leading in a certain direction? Yes. You want to come with me? Great. If not... You stay in your lane, I stay in mine, boo. I am trying to, like, I'm not trying to take you on a journey. I'm not trying to force you across a certain finish line. You know, too often I've seen in my life women in particular who I know, who I love, who I have um, close to or whatever, I've seen them so often take a man that they're interested in and drag them across the finish line of their relationship or drag them through every single milestone and benchmark in their relationship from getting together to moving in, doing all of that work. And it's like, baby, boo, why? Why are you stripping them of control? Why are you not trusting their judgment of their own experience or what it is that they want? Why are you telling them what they want? Why are you forcing them to change? Why are you doing all of this work? And then have the fucking gall to get dissatisfied by the results. When all you've done, when all the ingredients that you've poured in have pertained to forcing, to controlling, to instead of listening, pulling and pushing. Of course, it's going to feel like that at the end that you have to pull. It's like pulling teeth to get them to do anything in the relationship. It's like... It's so hard for them to to get them to participate of their own volition to feel independent in the relationship and take charge because you've been because your definition of take charge means I take on everything and you did and now you're you're in the relationship that you're in. So it's the same thing here and I found myself in that same dynamic just in a different context throughout my life and in different circumstances in my life and in different parts of my family and friends and relationships and all kinds of things like your girl has been through it. <laughs> okay? And I'm telling you as of as of this week, that is the beautiful lesson of this week. It's the reality that I'm creating where there's space and there is autonomy and there's flexibility and there is freedom has no room for that experience. Like that experience does not belong in that reality. So if I'm trying to create that reality, the best thing to do is to continue to create experiences that make sense with that reality that will only structure that reality hold that reality as it keeps coming along as it starts you know coming into fruition it starts to give form to itself so (laughs) your girl was like I have choices here you know why do I want to step in this and step in that up probably because I'm not comfortable with letting things lie sometimes I'm not comfortable with trusting people to be their own um judge jury and executioner right I don't trust people to take shit on themselves and get things done or whatever and that's okay I acknowledge that about myself I understand exactly where that's coming from and do I want to continue do that continue doing that I heard something the other day that was such a great reminder where If you've ever struggled with affirmations, when you're manifesting, the reason is because we are not really meant to tell ourselves things that are untrue. It's just going to continue to create uh, dissonance and distrust and a separation of self. Instead, what's better is to pose questions to your subconscious mind and allow that to do the work for you on the back end. Most of the work, because it does most of the work without you consciously thinking about it. 
I believe the ratio is 95 to 5%. So 5% of your conscious mind is responsible for, you know, 5% of the functions, right? But 95% of the time, everything that you do without thinking, everything that's autonomic or automatic is done by the subconscious, is done by things that you cannot even see or control, processes happening in the body that you cannot see or control. So instead of forcing that part of yourself to try to listen to this conscious part of yourself, try posing questions instead like how would it feel instead to have this reality or why or this or that so ask questions and it was such a great reminder for me to keep doing that because that is a tactic that I've been using a very long time and this is knowledge that I've had for a very long time that got reactivated coincidentally giving it to you so you have it also all that to say Don't try to do it all. Don't try to take on everything because that does not mean taking charge. Being a leader is about being responsible. And as I've mentioned before, being responsible, responsibility is your ability to respond. It's about your ability to respond. So take initiative in the sense that you can encourage that ability, grow that ability Heighten your senses, heighten your awareness, heighten your discernment to make better and better decisions, better and better responses to what's going on around you. And so when I realized that there was something that was available to me, my patterns were available to me and there was an alternative, several alternatives, honestly, but the alternative I preferred was one where I got to lean back as much as possible. I got to, you know, really focus on when it made sense to give effort as far as like when to put myself out there and offer comfort and when not to, and ultimately just be present in the fact that this is a grieving space for someone that I knew and just stay with it. Just be with it instead of being everywhere all at once to avoid it, honestly, too, to avoid the pain and discomfort of witnessing other people that I know and love in pain and discomfort. That's mine. That's mine to determine. That's mine to control. Everything else, everyone else, it's not mine. They're part of the collective reality. I can influence. I can contribute to that collective reality, but I cannot alter it from the ground up by myself. I can't change it or flip it on its head by myself. Collective reality implies and necessitates, in my opinion, a collective push, a collective experience in order to completely shift the collective effort. So a lot of So I'm so sorry that I lost part of this recording. Can you believe that? So I'm just going to wrap this up because I feel like you're getting the point already. It's up to you to discern what is and isn't yours. It's up to you to figure out what is an essential ingredient to the experience that you're creating and what isn't, especially if it's something that is intruding from external circumstances, your community, your environment, whatever it may be. Understand whether or not it's helpful for you, beneficial to you healthy for you even to accept that as part of your reality because you are the gatekeeper of that you get to decide who gets in who doesn't what gets in what doesn't that's up to you and me personally I prefer a laid-back at ease approach where I do exert some effort where it makes sense where it feels intentional where I feel like it's going to be appreciated and if it doesn't then that's not for me to that's not my sandbox to play in that is, let them let them build their sandcastles, tear it down at their whim. I get to just watch. Watch it, let it be, observe, witness it, and do my own thing and let me and all of my glory be witnessed. 
and how I navigate these things. And this is, again, another facet in some ways of setting boundaries and being very clear about not even who you are, but what you value. If you're clear on that, if you have that much as enough of a touchstone, you'll be all right. You'll know. You'll just know. You'll know how to carry yourself in certain situations. You'll even get better. You'll practice how to discern what's yours and what's not, when it's okay to control and when it is okay to lean back. Because being in command of your own experience has to be your primary priority. If it's not, that's likely why you're feeling resentful, drained, burned out, all the things. And we don't want that for you. We don't want that for you. We want ease. We want simplicity. And we do want to connect. And we do want love. And we do want relationship and relating to other people and our desires in the world. But it shouldn't come at the cost, at the expense of your well-being. Okay? So. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Thanks for tuning into the show. Make sure you leave a review and share this episode with someone you care about, someone you love, someone who's probably going through it also, who's probably making mountains out of molehills because actually the thing that they're responsible for is their own reaction, their own experience, not everyone else's. Okay? Thanks, boo. We will talk soon. So Amara is a very direct person. She's very no-nonsense and she doesn't coddle people. Are you in my head? <laughs> when I started looking into your classes and Strut Your Story was first and I was like, well, we're a wallflower. Like we just hang out and we hide and we gotta fix that first. You're not you're not going to coddle someone or do the oh baby and oh look I'm taking care. No no no. You you give real love. I have to say when you give honest and direct advice information, it's not like it comes out rough and ragged. It's a nice clean like where it's like oh. Yeah, she's right. It comes with a it comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of great knowledge and it comes mm -hmm. from a place of understanding. It was exactly what I needed at the right time and I'm so grateful to you, Amara. You know, she's 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 a fucking icon.